Heavenly Father, it is by your grace and mercy that we are blessed to be up this morning, that you came by and saw fit for us to see the light of a new day. Lord, we cannot thank you enough or praise you enough. We're just praying that your presence will be with us throughout the course of the day, wherever we are, that we'll be found in the right place and that we find you in the right place, Lord, where you can speak to us, guide us and lead us and keep us today, Lord. No matter what we may have to face in the coming days, Lord, be our strength. We love you, Lord. We need you. We praise you for us in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good morning once again, family. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I want to start with our morning inspiration through first the scripture. I'm going to be looking at Psalms 25 verses 4 through 5. And from the New Living Translation, it says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are God. You are God who saves me. <clears throat> I admit that one of my favorite gospel songs is by Darius Brooks. It's called Your Will. The song, I admit, often brings me to tears. Just about every time I hear it, it speaks to speaks to my spirit and my soul in a way that sometimes I have to separate the fact that who I am and what I desire and who God is and who he is to me has to be understood that God has to be first and that as much as I want the things I want, it needs to line up to his will and his way. The lyrics go like this, and Lord knows I wish I could sing like Pastor Q and a few members of our praise team, but I'm going to read the lyrics. I won't sing it because y'all won't invite me back if I do that. It says, I wish I could tell you just what I want, and you'd give it to me just like that. The truth of the matter, what I want just might hurt me, and you won't let me go out like that. You know my end before my beginning, calculated blessings down to the penny. So I'll cry till you tell me, let it go, let it be. Oh Lord, your will is what's best for me. No rubies, no diamonds, no silver, no pearls. Your will. There are lessons, there are some lessons that I had to learn that I would not trade in for the world. You told me that my trials only come to make me strong. And with this, you promise never to leave me alone. So I cry till you tell me, let it go, let it be. Oh, Lord, your will is what's best for me. I want to use my morning inspiration. I must understand your will. When I hear that song, I know that I must understand that as much as I want what I want, that God's will and plan is truly best for me because he sees what I can't see. Although I see what I want is in my best personal interest, it does not mean it works out the way I desire. And we can admit there are some things we want in life, and there are some things we truly want God to give us. We wouldn't be who we are and designed the way we are if we didn't have specific wants and desires, needs, and goals. And sometimes it can overtake us because we want something so bad. And there's nothing wrong with having wants and desires and to be blessed. I would find it hard to follow Christ and not want the best because God delights in our success and our prosperity, but his success 
and prosperity for us is designed differently than what the world has. It's designed differently because he gets the glory out of it. But yet in our humanness, there are just times we just want what we want because we want it. From the lyrics, you see that the song right admits that if I could ask you for what I want and that you'd give it to me the way I want it. How many have ever just prayed specifically for something and you wanted God to work it out according to your formula, according to your plan, according to the date and time that you wanted it? And we saw the end of what we wanted the way we wanted to see it. Not taking into account that God, who is the master planner, could see further down the road what that would look like greater than we could. Because sometimes what we want, we see it a certain way. But God looks at the intricate details of it and can understand it. If my child has this, it's going to be a problem. It's going to cause some issues. It's going to cause some setbacks. Maybe because of the way we see it, we see it with, you know, rose colored glasses or we see it with with uh, in that serves us better. But God looks at it a way where it not only serves us, but it serves people greater. But he also has to stop some things because he knows it'll end up a mess. So he also understands that what I may want may cause more trouble than we can see and lead to pain. Like I said earlier, it'd be nice to have everything we want, but sometimes in our lofty desires or exuberant in our desires, we always see just the good things, But and which is nice. But the reality is sometimes in that sight that we have, it doesn't always work that way. And I do think God really looks out for our total interest and not just us, but the things that surround us, the family members or the people we come in contact with by having some of the things we want, especially if it's about riches, sometimes we could enable someone to go into a worse place than what they are. Or by doing some of the things we do because God has blessed us sometimes could prevent them from seeing God work in their life because they're looking at what we give them as a source and not seeing God as a source. So that that sometimes is not always easy to see, but God sees it better. We have to be thankful for the things that God says no to sometimes and, and know it is for our best. I know we don't like to hear no. I know we don't like to hear no. And sometimes we don't like to hear delayed and we definitely don't want to hear denied. But there are times we have to be thankful that a certain thing didn't work out. You know, as well as I know, there were some relationships that we had in the past and it was a boo thing or this, this girl, this guy, you're like, man, they, they the one, they the one only to find out in God's revealing that that person was not right for you. And I also say many a times we didn't walk down the aisle with somebody that God did not intend for us, but we were headstrong about it and we committed to our will and it, it didn't go the way that we planned. That's just, just reality or something we pursued just didn't go the way that we thought because we were so focused on it that we didn't allow God to be in the mix. And, and there are times that in our lives when we were about ready to make a bad choice or thinking we were making the right one, 
that God stepped in and said no. He closed the door that was best. I admit last week um, there was an interview that I went on. And at the end of the day, when I got the call that the job was not offered, I was relieved. I know that I'm currently working. I know that I look at you know, actively looking, but I was kind of relieved that that door didn't open because I knew it was going to be probably worse for me than I thought besides what they were willing to pay. So it's good to hear no sometimes because God has a better plan. I admit also, and we can admit also, there are times when we, and I admit that I just wanted to fight God for it. I mean, I, I'd get into, uh, I wouldn't say a prayer fight, but I would try to pray that the outcome would just be in my best interest. And, and we've been there. We, we fought God on a position of some things that we just say, man, I really want this. And sometimes we do it because we believe our will is best for us. We fight God sometimes because we just believe that it's just best for us. There have been times in your life where you wanted to wrestle with God like Jacob. And so we, we become headstrong or become so headstrong about it that we dug in for a fight with God until God allowed us to come to our senses. So you have to realize that sometimes when we are fighting for our will versus the will of God, we begin to see that time elapses and then we realize that we were putting up the wrong type of fight. You can't outbox God. Your arms are too short. I think the best thing for you to do is really pray about it. But admittingly so, there are times we just fought God for something that we just believe that he would do, and we wanted it so badly that we took a position against him, not knowing that we were working against ourselves and creating a, a deeper hole and a mess with our relationship. And that is the most important thing. If you're going to fight God, fight God for that relationship. Fight God for that time to be with him. Fight God to be in his presence. Fight to be there. Fight to get into his presence and make your prayer request known. Not in the sense of self, but saying, God, reveal yourself unto me so that when I see that there's something I want to do, that it lines up best with your vision for my life. Now, the lyrics of the song says that they were there were no riches given as much as he wanted, but he received the will of God because it was best for him. He says, you know, my end before my beginning calculated blessings down to the penny. God knows what we need more than we do. And I do believe that God's formula and path and plan for our life is very important to how he wants it to, to come. He wants the victory in your life. But we know for a fact that God knows the very details of our life. He knows specifically what you need when you need it. Calculated blessings, he knows the money that you need, but all of this is met by his riches and glory by providing us with what he needs. The song further goes to say that there are lessons in life that we had to learn and that those lessons were more valuable for growth. Yes, sometimes when we don't get what we want the way we want it, there's a lesson in it. God, through the life of us, sometimes will develop our temperance develop our wisdom, develop our understanding so we grow into his will because then we take the onus off of us and say, Lord, 
your will is truly best for me. You told me that my trials will come and they will make me strong. So yeah, you're going to have trials in life. You're going to have difficult days in life, but in the process, we are growing in him. And with this, the song says, and you promise you never leave me alone. So even when we go to trials and frustrations and disappointments, and even with the wants and desires in the life, and they don't work out, and some of those things that we endure are trials, some of the setbacks in life are trials and difficulty, we learn from that. And then God says, I'll never forsake you nor leave you. That to me is better than riches because there's nothing nothing worse than what the Bible says. You can to gain the world and lose your soul. Well, guess what? You don't want to gain everything and lose God in the process because then you'd just be rich. Yeah, you'd have everything you want here on this earth, but God says through it all, the most important thing is us and him and building a life with him that goes beyond this earth. So I go back to the scripture because this is where it lines up and hopefully we, we get a, a, a broader understanding. Psalms 25, verse 4 and 5, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. I truly believe that this passage of scripture serves as a guide to understand that if we follow God's will, that we experience his best, his will, his best not our will and our perceived best. Our vision is very limited without God, but with him in the driver's seat, he can show us things from a perspective that says, Lord, you are truly right. That if I would have made that decision three years ago or six months ago or two minutes ago, it would have been disastrous. It would have failed miserably. I would have made the worst choice. And, and 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 God does want us to experience the best, but we got to understand and, and, and get a knowledge of what is God's definition of best in our lives. And, and to me, that best means his peace. You cannot find yourself in a place where you don't have God's peace. And with that best is knowing that he is with you, that he's walking with you, that he has his hand on you. The Bible even says that he hides you underneath his wings of love, that in that best, you get the best of his grace and mercy. Even when we deserve and don't deserve things, his grace and mercy is still the best. There are things that God sees that is truly best for us, but in that, we must understand that he is who he is and that what he has for us truly is for us and it is the best thing for us. Even when we sometimes feel like, man, if I could just have it another way. So this is where we have to understand, like the scripture said, lean not to our own understanding, but lean on God's understanding. We've got to lean on his understanding because there is a willing way that just gets us to a better place in him. Now, the following of Christ leads to greater riches and wisdom prayer life, righteousness, discernment, spiritual growth, which leads to eternal life. So yeah, as much as I want those things that I want, there is the greater part of following Christ that leads to greater riches. 
Now, there are some people that are wealthy in this world. God bless them. But they may not have God's wisdom in their wealth. They have world acquisition wealth, which is great. But there's nothing like having the prosperity of God's hand on your wealth for you to be a true blessing to someone else more than to yourself. But also God gives us riches in wisdom. That's knowledge. When God gives us knowledge, it helps us cut through some of the stuff and get to the place that he truly has for us. It leads to a greater prayer life. It says the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Did you know that being in God's will will equip you to pray from an earnest and honest place, not just for you, but for your family, for people around you? It would allow you to be in a setting and you can mumble a prayer because the Lord has said, speak over a situation or someone that you pass by because it gives you that power to do so. It leads to righteousness, righteous, right living in his in the present. I just love when Dr. Lee said, if I'm right, he would say it sometimes, if I'm right. Well, righteousness is that being right in the eyesight of God, being in his path, being in his righteousness is a, a true blessing. It gives you the power of discernment. As I said earlier, you can walk into a place and the Holy Spirit will speak to you and say, hey, that sister, that brother just needs a silent prayer, or you just speak to them and just greet them and let them know it's going to be all right. We also obtain spiritual growth when in his will, spiritual growth, which means that I can grow in a way that supersedes myself, that allows me to be more submissive to God, to hear him, to follow him, and to be led by him. That's to hear him, to follow him, to be led by him. You know, and I often say that about our pastor, that he's in a place now, I truly believe that even when the enemy is trying him, that God is leading him, he follows him, and that as a result, if we follow, we're understanding that God is leading well. He's doing something great through him, through us, and through others if we choose to follow him as we're supposed to. God also wants his children to be blessed and have a good success and abundance. Yet this happens when we are willing to hear his voice through the word. That's right. Sometimes we want the audible voice of God. Sometimes we want it spelled out. But I begin to see over the last several weeks that there is some, there's some deep reading that we need through, God, through God's word. That's where we really have to have that morning devotion that's where we really need to be able to pick up that Bible and say, Lord, point me into the chapters or, or verses that you want me to read in my daily reading to get an understanding of who Christ is. And trust me, the more you read about your Savior, the more you're going to be in his will. You're going to understand the importance of Jesus Christ in your life through the word. You're going to understand the importance of salvation. You're going to understand the importance of grace and mercy. You're going to understand the importance of following him because his will is greater for us. So all these things happen when we understand the word. And the reason I say this is important as it relates to God's will, his word equips us defends us, shows us, guides us, and leads us. That's where we lean to his understanding and not ours. And the more you read the word, the stronger you become 
in your faith in trusting God. Do you know that's one of the things that impacts our will and his will for us? When we have our own will and we fight for our own will, we're simply saying, I trust my process more than I trust yours. That is not what you want, brothers and sisters, to say that you trust your will, your decision-making, your own guidance, your own leading more than trusting God. And this is why I say we must understand and read the word of God. It helps us to know who he really is, how he sees us, how he values us, and how he has something better or greater. And I know we hear that often, it's often cliche is, oh, he has something great and better, but truly he does. That's that's something that he wants to give us. But we got to get into a place with him where when we're reading his word, we understand what he likes, what he desires for us, what he wants us to do. He wants us to do greater works. He wants us to be in a place that when people see us, it changes the atmosphere, it changes the room, it changes people that they want to know what is it about her? What is it about him that that shines? And then the person realizes that it's the glory of God being revealed, not for self, but for others, because I was submissive by studying his word and learning who he was and who he is. So here are the three things to consider from the scripture. One, it says, show us the right path. When was the last time you asked God to show you the right path? If we know God, if we know God's way is best, then just maybe if we ask, he just may show you because it is the path he designed for you. God has a specific path for you. My path is not like my wife's path. We're husband and wife, we walk together as husband and wife, we become one. But we have paths in life that God has specifically designed. He has specific paths for you mapped out because there's a destiny and a destination that he wants you to have. So it goes back to, have you added or have you asked God for your path? Number two, allow God to lead requires us to be obedient enough to follow. The scripture notes that his leading offers truth as to say clarity of who is and of who he is and what he desires for us and to teach us. The best way to define teach is God's wisdom. His teaching is knowledge. It allows us to see his ways and to understand his thoughts and better thoughts towards us. We get an understanding when we allow God to lead us to know his ways and his thoughts because he speaks to us if we allow it. And number three, it saves us. The song says it best. The truth of the matter, you know that it just might hurt me and you won't let me go out like that. As much as we want to fight God for our will, it will never compare, compete, or be better than God keeping us from hurt, harm, and danger. It saves us and protects us from the things that could destroy us. It says that it saves us. In the scripture, it saves us. Saves mean to be kept. To be kept despite what's going on around us all the time. When the enemy is attacking us, attacking things or situations in our lives, God is saying, in spite of all that, I choose to save you and to keep you because I love you 
And I need you to be in the place that I designed for you. So I, I want us to understand that in our humanness, we can fight. That's natural. We have wants. We have desires. There are things that we believe in or have passion for. There are some goals and desires that we want to achieve more than anything. It's within our human nature. You cannot be who you are and not want something greater for your life. But you can't want that greater for your life where it leads to consequential pain or suffering. Now, yes, we're supposed to suffer for Christ's sake and for his righteousness. And we also know if we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. But I, I honestly believe that what God has designed for us keeps us on a closer path with him so that we avoid the pitfalls of our own judgment or decision making. That's what we're trying to get to, get to a place where we understand his will that when we follow it, it leads to better outcomes. The better outcomes not only are for you and your family, it's for other people. We have to be a witness to everything that God wants his people to see so they know that Christ lives and Christ lives in us and through us. It means understanding his will. My time is up and I thank you for yours. Um, before I pray, just want everybody reminded we are having Bible study tonight. Please join us at seven o'clock. If you're not in person, please join us on our online platforms. And man, we look forward to this coming Sunday to be back in worship. I pray that when we were in the house just this last Sunday, that everyone felt the presence of God. God is up to something. God is moving around in a way that he is pouring out his spirit upon all of us at Chosen City and so many others that are doing the will of God and doing what is right. So join us on this Sunday. Be there. Be on time. Let's come in worshiping. Let's come in praising God. Now let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. We glorify you. We thank you for being so good to us. We thank you for being the God who not only gives us multiple chances, we also thank you for, for allowing us sometimes to fight in the way we do until we come to our senses and realize that it, it works best when you guide and lead us. We have to ask for forgiveness when we fight against you, God, and that you don't take it so personal that you count it against us, but you forgive us and say, come on, come on, child, let's get this thing right because I have something greater for you. Somebody today has been crying out about something that they really desire and want from you, Lord. So we ask that you would speak in a way that helps them navigate through it so that they can enjoy peace and a better understanding, but can share the goodness of your love and your grace and mercy to others to say, hey, come see this man that helped me get to where I needed to be and that he knew what was best for me. Lord, your will is best for us. Help us to see it each and every day of our lives. Teach us to seek you more in your word. Teach us to pray even the more. Teach us to find you, Lord, because when we find you, we find victory. We find you, we find peace. We find you, we find hope, Lord. When we find you, we have eternal life. And there's nothing better than being with you all the days of our life from here and forevermore. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and praise you. For it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. Everybody have a great day.
Count your blessings.